Hey guys, welcome to Bagging the Boardcast, episode number 494. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're usually a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. Bring you the weekend geek, bring you the talk geek stories of the past week. <laughs> Next is the list of comic books that we're looking forward to coming out September 28th. Yes, correct. All right. Then <laughs> we follow. I didn't write it down. I just did it you off did of great. memory. Because sometimes even when you write it down, you don't have a date. I, what number did I put down? This intro is a study in uh, rest versus rust. <laughs> <laughs> right now, rust is winning versus rest. Well, we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, we're going to be talking about the comic books that we read last month, August 2022. Yeah. We read some yeah. books. And... Uh, we read some books, but we also drink some beers. And uh, Chris, I'm looking forward to hearing about yes, your beer. Yes, uh, my beer is coming from Canada's own Collective Arts Brewing, and this is their Get It. This is a dry hopped blonde ale sitting at 5.0% alcohol by volume. And this is actually a collaboration between Collective Arts and hip-hop duo Run the Jewels. Um, if you're not really familiar with Run the Jewels, uh, it's headed up by producer LP and, uh, rapper Killer Mike. If you don't know who Killer Mike is, he's actually the rapper that's something of a Bernie bro. And at a lot of Bernie Sanders, uh, events and speaking engagements, uh, Killer Mike was there. Big dude. Big bushy beard. Um. A great big bushy beard. Uh, I love when breweries collaborate with recording artist. So when I saw this on the shelf at the beer store, I was like, all right, let me get it. Hey, that's the name of the beer. I wonder if that's where they got it from. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It's definitely easy drinking, nice and crisp, but that dry hopping gives it that nice little bit of bitter right up at the front. Um, it's not so bitter that it's like an IPA. It's IPA adjacent though. Like I think it would be a good bridge if you're not sure if it's IPAs are something that you enjoy or you would be kind of hesitant to try because it's just the right amount from that dry hopping. I, I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. This is the last one I have because I drank the other three just when I was hanging out in my apartment. Nice. Um, if you want to talk about IPA adjacent, I think that's also kind of like my beer. Um, so from Founders, I'm drinking their All Day Chill Day. This is their Session Cold IPA. Um, <clears throat> and it's good. It's not as good as All Day. Uh, it's not as good as All Day Haze. Uh, it's a nice drinking beer. I'm not displeased with it, but I'm glad I grabbed one of them and not a 15-pack of it. I'd probably be able to drink the 15-pack, but it's not something I'm like, oh, you know what I want to have? I want to have another one of those chill days. Uh, it's nice, you know, it's under 5%, but, I mean, there's so many better beers, and even in its namesake, the All Day is a better beer. It's hard to top that All Day. It is. Paul? Uh, guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but, uh, <coughs> football season has started, and the Buffalo Bills are undefeated so far, and what better way to, uh, celebrate you know, the Bills just dominating performance in the past two weeks and drinking a beer that celebrates the Buffalo Bills and, uh, the fans best, uh, the best pastime when watching the Bills is tailgating. And I have the tailgate time from Ellicott, uh, Brewing Company. And this is their Indian Pale Ale. But guess what? They know you don't want to be too liquored up before going into the game. So this is only 5% alcohol by volume. Hmm. What a good thing. Uh, this is a IPA that tastes, it kind of um, skates that line with being one of those dank IPAs, though. Just mm. flavor profile. I don't love or really enjoy dank IPA, that wet hop style, or whatever, however they describe it. Uh, it's okay. It's not as good as the Buffalo Bills. So, you know. But it's it's... What would be your go-to Bill's beer of choice? Mm. Uh, honestly, uh, during a Bill's game, it's a reading the fridge kind of situation. It's like whatever I got in the fridge. Uh, if I 
But there are like 25 different Bill's themed beers Man. from all of our local breweries. It would be some really of our local crazy. breweries putting out. I can multiple I can get Pills Mafia juice. down here, and I, it I would buy be it. Really often. weird of me <coughs> if this whole variety pack, and that's what I'm actually doing oh, tonight, oh. is going through a bunch of the. That was going to be my joke. I was going to introduce it. The same way every time. I don't know if you know this, guys, but the Buffalo Bills are undefeated. Oh, well, now now I will know that <laughs> they did but lose that one preseason game. Doesn't preseason yeah, doesn't count. Doesn't, New season doesn't count unless they won it. In which case, is like, yeah, look at them go. <laughs> but but they got beaten pretty bad. It's preseason, yeah, doesn't matter. Preseason. <laughs> the starters weren't playing. Much like how the starters weren't playing after the fifth minute of the third quarter, because that's how much of <laughs> they ran up the score. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, what a fun game. What a fun game. And you know what else is fun? Talking about the top geek stories of the past week or two weeks. Yeah. We took a little bit of a hiatus. It happens, guys. But man, do we have some timely news for everybody. <laughs> beep, 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 uh, This just in. DC Fandom. Canceled. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. That's okay. I have a... Getting over a cold. Half the reason we took a, another week uh, off. DC announced that they will not be having their annual, as in they've done it two years uh, previously, mm-hmm. annual online fandom event. Citing the reason is that, hey, we're getting comic book conventions and media events now. Like, why do it online? Like, we can come see you at your local convention. Uh, and we have yeah. no news. <laughs> I think that's We've canceled everything. We s- we're selling off the CW. We got no news. That's mostly it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, sure, you could use that as an excuse, but also, like, you don't have anything coming up. Everything that you were hyping up, <clears throat> you have pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, or you can't talk about it because it's problematic in some way or another. So... Or, or you've uh, uh, you had Aquaman slated to come out first, then you pushed it back for Flash, and then you've pushed Flashback and had it and Aquaman front, and then you moved Aquaman again. But you've also filmed a uh, post credit scene for Aquaman to do with the Flash, but then you had to cut it out because the Flash was going to be before it. So you filmed something else. So you have two post credits that you don't know what to do with for Aquaman. You throw them into the DC fandom void. That's what you do. The, <laughs> void, the void has become self-aware. It has swallowed everything. Oh, that's what happened. Fandom does not exist anymore. It's not a guy cutting everything to sell it off, like, sections off to everybody. It's, uh, yeah. I, you know... With uh, the whole rigmarole that's happening over at DC with their movies, it just goes to show you how lucky we were that Marvel was able to start it up on their own and then keep it going when they got acquired by Disney and basically finish so strong with uh, Endgame. Like, it's, it's amazing. What, what, that we got 27 what, movies. What do you mean finishing? Because they're still going. And that was a lot of stuff that happened at D23. Um, a lot of stuff announced or discussed, illuminated upon that we had already known about. Um, try to try to keep it quick because there is a lot of stuff that happened. Um, announced that Matt Shackman, who was the director of WandaVision on Disney+, Plus, is going to be the new helm for Fantastic Four since... John Watts stepped away from it. Uh, I'm okay with this. One division had a good look, a lot of fun. It gets big, was it? big budgety at the end. Was he supposed to direct this new Star Trek movie, or was that a different guy that got announced that was going to do Fantastic Four, and then in he's not doing? Okay, you guys are both looking at me like, probably, so probably not. Uh, no, it's I possible, but I I do not know. There might have been someone's name that was kind of like announced or like. Not announced, but like rumored or discussed. Um, in surprising news, Marvel keeps going uh, while DC's struggling to get stuff off. Uh, Captain America, New World Order. We know this movie's coming out, but the villain in it is going to be the leader from the Incredible Hulk movie that we had come out back in like like 2009, 
to Blake Nelson coming back as the leader. Uh, this is one of those things, like, did you ever in your wildest dreams think, like, yeah, one thing, Endgame, Infinity War, huge crossover. That boggles the mind. But at any point did you ever think we would be discussing, oh, the fourth Captain America movie's coming out. It's got Sam Wilson as Captain America, and he's going to be fighting the leader in it. Yeah, probably not. I think everybody just figured uh, the leader was done. We could have set like, all the Marvel like heroes and villains on a dartboard and just throw names randomly, and we probably would have gotten something that out there. But hey, it's cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, That'd be good. Um, we also got the official lineup for the Thunderbolts movie, which was confirmed a while ago. But now we know who's actually all super soldiers. Well, not necessarily because Ghost is in it, Black Widow, uh, Red Guardian. He's kind well, of kind of a super soldier. I he, guess he's a super soldier. I guess he could call he's got the sur- he's got the serum. Call him one. Uh, it's cool. I, I'm there for it. It, the, the lineup made me feel like, oh, so it's Black Widow 2. It, like, it did I feel that You way. know, it doesn't feel very Thunderbolts to me. It feels I've, just like the sequel. Ever, it feels like Secret <clears throat> Avengers. Which was technically, like, Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Still works. But, I, th- I do feel like this is probably going to be Black Widow 2, but it's going to be done in a way where they don't have to use the Black Widow name. Because, you know, there's still some uh, lingering resentment, I think, from some of the fanboys about that movie, which I I harbor none. David Harbour, he's in the movie. And all well, I harbor all a little comes- because I think Scarlett Johansson should have got paid without the whole rigmarole that happened. Oh, I, yeah, I completely agree on yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that- that's not what those guys were yeah. that's not what. About. No. What else could it possibly be? It was a <laughs> yeah. woman. They're, they're focusing <laughs> too much on a woman. <laughs> superhero who's been in like 20 other movies how dare they and it wasn't like she's dead it was it's a woman uh, someone that People is the worst. is not a woman though is uh the werewolf by night <laughs> we don't know that werewolf could be a woman you see him he's a guy oh we do see him yeah. okay. did you watch the trailer yeah okay like this it's so scary. It's so scary. It's because it's, it's in black fingers. and white. Uh, it's so scary. This looks completely wild and awesome. Uh, directed by Michael Giacchino, which if you recognize his name, it's because he's done film scores for probably some of your favorite movies. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's weird. Why would you pick a composer? But he actually went to school for film. And that's how he started to learn like cinematography and how to score for movies. I have a really stupid joke that I wanted to tell, say after he said, well, it's in black and white. And then I would, I was going to say, guys, I'm reverse colorblind. I can only see color. That's why I couldn't see this trailer. Couldn't see it. I told you it was really stupid. <laughs> I was going to say, how'd that work out for you? Yep, yep. He knew it. He knew going in. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it going in, but I still wanted to drive off, you know, like touching that hot D- pan. Drive it. So, drive it home. Yeah. Got to touch it. No, got to touch it. Uh, got to touch that hot plate. We got our first official Secret Invasion trailer, which looks no looks good. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems more in line with like the Captain America Winter Soldier kind of espionage, like shieldy type stuff, which I'm I'm all for. I really like that corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm not a huge fan of that in the comics, but it it works mm-hmm. well in like live action. It works video. better in the movies than it does in the comics. But uh, do we still do? We- did this trailer tell us that it was definitely the scrolls that were invading, or do we? St- is that still up in the air? No. I'd- well, like when uh, Talos is sitting there and he's confronting that guy, all of a sudden, all of the security guards turn into <laughs> that guy. Should, I don't know what that means. It. He couldn't watch. He couldn't watch <laughs> this one either because it was a secret. He wasn't allowed to. He had to cover his eyes. <laughs> it's a secret. Couldn't watch it. I gotta just peek. <laughs> I gotta peek. I gotta peek. Uh, was there any other Marvel stuff that came out that you guys were like amped about? They did again talk about Armor Wars. Yes, it's still going to be a show. Yeah. Uh, not that I, I remember. I was surprised. Nothing new for Blade. Like no trailer for Blade. I don't even know if they've started. No, I think that one's that. still so far out that they really haven't done oh, really? much else I for it. I thought that was like next up or like and I, around. This. 
I heard we were we were originally supposed to get our first look at Blade in the Halloween, uh, where Werewolf by Night was going to come out, and I think. If I remember correctly, when they made the announcement, it was going to... I don't know if it was going to be vignettes, but it was going to have, like, a Moon Knight thing, a Blade thing, and then a Werewolf by Night. And um, even the Werewolf by Night got... I think it's shorter than it originally they said it was going to be. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we're going to see Blade... Unless they're holding, you know, their cards to their chest, Incredible. like Marvel does. Um but we might see we might see them in the werewolf by night, and it could be vignettes. It could be like three twenty minute, half hour uh, little little shows. And no Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special. No, nothing from either. that. Nothing yeah. about the next Guardians movie, which is done shooting, I believe. I, I think they're. Waiting to tease that stuff maybe at, like, the next, like, San Diego Comic-Con. Like, this one seems more about getting the stuff that's kind of closer out, like, amped up and people hyped for that while teasing some of the other stuff that's a little bit further down the road. And now I think the next convention is going to be more about, like, amping up the stuff that we've already seen, heard. Armor Wars. Still happening, everybody. Uh, and we got a director for the Fantastic Four for now. For now, again. For now, uh, again. Was there anything else that was announced or they showed off that you guys were excited about, like from the Disney or Lucasfilm or? Um, I'm excited to see the trailer for Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, I know they played that. We haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to when that does officially come out. You excited for Willow? Because they showed up the trailer for that. Now actually looks really fun. Uh, I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, because I want to go into the show clean, not knowing really what's going on and enjoy it. Okay. Uh, that being said, uh, last week I did watch Willow. Oh, nice. Because it got me hyped for Willow. Uh, John, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, did you hear the news about Christian Slater? No, what happened to Christian Slater? He's going to be in Willow. <laughs> He's going to be playing Mad Morgan's like close friend. Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. Or did I say Mad Mordigan? I think you said Mad Morgan. Ah. Mad Mardigan. Yeah, he's going to... So he's basically going to fill that role, I guess. Um, not as good. Well, I think it's as good as, good I, I, as you're going to get. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's a good casting. Not, He's yeah. of that era. I agree. And you're not getting Val Kilmer. I know. Would I... Yes. Do I wish Val Kilmer was healthy? I'm not a monster, John. Uh, you know who would be better? Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell playing Mad Mardigan's uh, close friend. That'd be better. I mean, it would be different. I don't know. I, I do like the Christian Slater. Because like, like, he's very much of that... Of that era, of that time, like it, I mean, it is he just going to be? Is he just going to be playing his Robin Hood character? Just uh, I'm okay his, with that. His Will Scarlet yeah. character, just transporting that over. Do that, yeah. yeah. Love it. Is this the secret <laughs> sequel to Prince of Thieves? Hell yeah! Sign me up, uh, Paul. What about you? Anything else? Uh, I was very upset that you know. That there was no Rogue Squatcher news, and then when <laughs> Rogue Squatcher news came out, it was like, oh yeah, we took it off the schedule. And I'm just like, guys, didn't you check out the box office receipts this year? Top Gun Maverick made all the money doing a movie all about training for the freaking Death Star Trench Run. Well, they... Like, just do that in Star Wars and make all the money. That might have... Made them a little gun shy, top gun shy, if you will, uh, um, because it did perform so well. They might have to like circle back and be like, "Okay, how can we amp no. this up?" But we talked. We talked about this on our, like our our friend chat. But I thought this had already been like pushed back and delayed, so it falling off the schedule didn't really surprise me. I thought it already had, to be honest, because we knew it got pushed back, and that Patty Jenks- Jenkins was 
unofficially officially walking away from it. So I thought she had, I like, thought, other I stuff thought, she was working on, like, Wonder Woman yeah. 3 or something yeah, she, else. And then, yeah, it got delayed. She was going to do the other stuff with Wonder Woman and then circle back to it. And then now it's like they don't even have it on the schedule, and it just seems ridiculous to me. Because, come on, we were finally going to get a Rogue Squadron movie. Yeah. I, and now it seems like it's... I'm okay with them happen. maybe taking their time with some of the Star Wars stuff, since it's been a little bit more hit or miss than the Marvel things. I think Marvel's had more hits than misses. I think Star Wars needs to focus a little bit more. Um, that being said, we got the trailer for Mandalorian Season 3, and I'm, I'm amped up for that, too. I keep saying amped up, guys. I have no idea why. You were drinking Mountain Dew. I don't. I wasn't. Last time I had a Mountain Dew was maybe two weeks ago. I bought like what, their new mystery flavor. Because I saw it at the, the store, and I was like, oh, I'll try that. It tasted like sour gummy worms. Mm. Uh, and Paul's joke was, uh, you're being paid by Mountain Dew. Yeah. I wish. Same wish I had that beat money. I beat him to it. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to bet a joke. I'm glad he did. Uh, other than that, like... Was it seeing Yaddle in the Tales of the Jedi trailer? Because <laughs> Jedi actually looks pretty good. I, I didn't watch that trailer. There's a lot of trailers oh, I didn't Yaddle's watch. Yaddle's in it. Like, like John, I kind of like going in. If there's something that I know I'm going to watch, I'd rather go in not seeing the trailer now than seeing the trailer, getting a bunch of preconceptions of what I think okay. the movie's going to be, and then be let down with my yeah. And it's not the movie's fault. The movie. The movie's just the movie. It it can't. It doesn't know what I thought the movie was going to be. Yeah, other people made it, not knowing what Paul yeah. wanted it to be. Yeah. No, I'm uh, Paul. I'm the same way, and this is something that stemmed, I think, from back when you started boycotting trailers for, I think, the second Star Wars. Um, it was it was the third Star. Well, the yes. ninth Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, Rise of Rise of Skywalker because but when I in, in Paul's it, defense he also did not watch any trailers for the second Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Wait, what, wasn't, it wasn't born. Wasn't born. Mm. Uh, um, but it was something that you had started, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I and and it was with all the rumors or who's yeah. Ray and all that, and it was like everything got so built up and blown out of proportion that I was like, you know what? I think I'm on the same board as Paul. Like, I'm not going to let myself build up what the movie's going to be about. I'll watch that initial teaser trailer and then go, all right, let's see the movie. Exactly. Because it was the uh, Last Jedi that did me in. It was all the hype leading into The Last Jedi. What? What's this? What? Uh, Snoke? Who's Snoke? Oh, the ring on his finger. That must mean something because it's black hyper crystal. Ooh, this, that. And then... The movie doesn't care what you think. The movie doesn't care about your fan theories. It's just going to tell its story. <clears throat> doesn't. And then, like, I'm like, well, that's not. Then I was so conflicted coming out my first time seeing the Last Jedi, and, and then by the time I watch it again, I'm like, you know what? I actually really enjoy the Last Jedi. It's it's just doing what it wants, and it's fun. It's it is good. fun. And then you, then I, I'm like, you know what? I don't want that kind of like weird thing to happen again with Rise of Skywalker. It's the last movie. It's the last Star Wars movie we're ever going to get. Turning out to maybe being true. <laughs> it's pretty close to true. <laughs> they canceled Rogue Squadron, Chris. <laughs> that's that's uh, okay. Yeah. I was I was looking forward to it too. So, we can still look forward to it. You still don't know. What's the what's the last Star Wars movie? To, it's Rise of Skywalker is the last Star Wars movie to come out so far, right? Yeah, yeah. Take away things. He's still working on his thing. And uh, what's his name? Who did um, the uh, the second the second new Ryan star? Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yes, he's Ryan supposed Johnson. to have a trilogy, right? But I, but he's, I don't know. He's got. He's doing all of his. Uh, Knives Out stuff that people are like really excited about. So, fair. I liked Knives Out, and the this Knives Out two looks pretty good. Glass Onion, Glass Onion. Oh, I thought it was called Electric Boogaloo. Knives two, uh, Electric Boogaloo. Breakin'. Oh, that's Breaking. Breaking Breakin two. two. 
breaking to okay. I had to uh, <laughs> change the channel a couple times because Less uh, <coughs> Onion is like that trailer is like premiered during the, uh, the the NFL kickoff oh, game. Oh, Paul, it's funny you mentioned that. I don't know if you knew, but football season started yeah, up again. Season. And guys, what better way to start the celebration of football season than with a Pills Mafia from th- Hey! Uh, that's probably going to be the only beer you have that I've actually tried and can readily buy because my beer store still has it, and I love it. Yeah, it's a great Pilsner. It's uh, 4%. Is it 4.9%? 4.9% from uh, Thin Man Brewery here in Buffalo, New York. And this is a really decent Pilsner. It doesn't end with a bad nickel kind of aftertaste. It's crisp. It's refreshing. You know, for these warm, these few... Glorious warm winter weather. Warm winter days. Games. Warm winter days that are coming up. It's almost equinox. Like the equinox is like right here. <laughs> you know, it's like we're only 16 minutes off on today's recording. Um, it's it's perfect for this kind of weather, football weather. It's crisp. It's refreshing. It, it'll get you through if you're, you're you know, at a hot tailgate. It gets you through. Much gets better. you through a couple tables. <clears throat> oh, so many tables you can get through with this. Uh, I, I'm enjoying this a lot more than the tailgate time IPA. So so far, my power ranking. Uh, guess what? Uh, Pills Mafia is the one to beat right now. Yeah, John, what it's, the, it's the one to beat. Bills are undefeated. Two games undefeated. <clears throat> undefeated. The Pills Mafia so far undefeated. Um, I'm only had one matchup, so I am drinking Vermont's original craft beer. This is Catamount IPA, the pride of the North Country. Six point two percent. This was one of Vermont's first craft breweries, uh, but in I believe the nineties, uh, the beer was bought by Harpoon. Harpoon basically closed down the brewery, and all of a sudden, boom, brought it back. So who knows if this is the original recipe, how close to it it is. This is an okay IPA. It's not juicy. It's not super bitter. Uh, it's okay drinking, but it's not It's not something I'd go back to. It's not Fiddlehead IPA. It's not Lawson's Sip of Sunshine. Like, there are other beers out there that really deliver on what this beer is. What, a Vermont IPA kind of gives you the that classic beer. Um, Heady Topper. Like, there's, there's just those beers that really deliver. This beer is uh, a pale imitation of those beers. That's all I got to say about that. It's like the post office on Sunday doesn't deliver. <sighs> I, Unlike it, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> that are going to deliver us another win this Sunday versus the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, Miami isn't all that far from Orlando. Chris, what are you drinking? It's kind of far. It's like three and a half hours away. Uh, I'm not drinking a Florida beer, though. Uh, this is actually coming from Barrier Brewing Company. I've really enjoyed the other Barrier beers I've had. I get a few of them down here, but the ones that I usually focus in more are to circle back to my first beer that every time I die beers because every time I die has teamed up with barrier and thin man brewing to do their specialty beers. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but it's pumpkin time boys. Ooh. And I saw a pumpkin beer that I haven't had before, which is, you know, always cause for like, Ooh, let me grab that. So my next beer is the Carver and this is 6% ABV. Um, it says, keep cold, drink fresh. I did that, and this is fine. Um, there's nothing that stand out about it. I would say this is probably the closest to the Elysian, the Night Owl. Okay. Like, the kind of like the bare bones pumpkin that comes out of like the pumpkin pack. It's fine. Um, I only picked up a four pack of it. I'm okay with having that much because there's much better, stronger pumpkin beers out there. Like, this delivers on the promise. Like, it's definitely a pumpkin beer uh, brewed with allspice, nutmeg, cinnamon, ginger. I get that, but it's very light, and when I drink a pumpkin beer, 
I might just be spoiled by pumpkin so much. Like, I'm looking for that depth, that richness, that, like, whole mouthfeel. I don't want something that's kind of like, take a sip, one done, it's gone. Um, this has a little bit of linger, but it just doesn't open up. It's not like that pumpkin assault that I'm looking for. It's fine, though. It's It wouldn't be on my top of the, the pumpkin beers list. I probably wouldn't buy it again unless... I forgot what it tasted like, and I'll just be like, hey, I remember it being okay. Let me try it again. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got for for this beer, boys. Mm. Mm. But no. Oh, g- go ahead, Paul. You might be done with that beer, but you're not done shopping for your comics. Oh, I'm never done shopping for comics. And Tomorrow's because- Wednesday when we record this, and you know what that means. It's time to uh, get our list together, boys, and... Uh, look forward to what comic books are coming out September 28th, 2022. John, you were going to segue that a lot better than I did. Uh, what book are you looking forward to? Uh, I am looking forward to issue one of six of Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead from DC Horror Comics. And this is written by Bruce Campbell... Art by Eduardo Riso. Tons and tons and tons of uh, uh, different covers. I pre-ordered the Francovelli uh, cover for it. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, they're bringing back uh, <coughs> Sergeant Rock and uh, <laughs> Easy Company. They're going to fight a bunch of zombies. It was written by Bruce Campbell. How can it go wrong? We'll find out in next month's look back. <laughs> um, I I do remember seeing something about this book because I remember Bruce Campbell being announced as writing something, but I didn't realize it was this one. And I'm trying to look up that uh, Frank Avila cover because I kind of want to see what it looks like right now. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. Um, this is something, like, I'm not a Sergeant Rock fan. Like, it's never been something that I gravitate towards. Even when we were reading Wednesday Comics, they had the Sergeant Rock story in there, and I just, I would, I would glance at it. Uh, it just never grabbed me, but that that is cool. It's part of DC Horror Presents. I like that cover. I'm looking at it now. Let's kill them twice. Join Easy Company. Uh, hell yeah. Like, Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. Paul, what you got? What I got is a, a reminder to pick up a book that I missed uh, over this past uh, month because Ant-Man number three is coming out. Written by L. Ewing. And uh, I forgot to pick up number two, so I got to go back and pick up number two because, man, Scott Lang is uh, featured in this issue, <clears throat> uh, number three. And I know number two we were introduced to uh, Black Ant. Eric O'Greedy. So we got to figure out uh, what what's bringing all these ant men together from all these different timelines, or from well, the same timeline. It's probably a Jolly Rancher dropped on the ground. Mm. Mm. See, I would think it's part of a uh, little Debbie uh, Oreo or not Oreo um, oatmeal oatmeal cream pie. Uh, yeah. Oh, those are good. Those are I, like I don't understand the hate that oatmeal cookies get. Like, I understand if you pick up a cookie and you think it's going to be chocolate chip and it's oatmeal raisin, like, just because that's like, oh, it's not what I wanted. It's not what I expected. That movie doesn't care what you think, though. Yeah. An oatmeal raisin cookie is still a good cookie. Yeah. The cookie doesn't know you wanted a uh, chocolate chip. Yeah, it just it is. Uh, the it best is. thing is those oatmeal cream cookies. You put them in the freezer and then you eat them. Mm. Oh, mm, so good. That's a good mm. That's a good call. I, I have to try I don't know, like they. I'll buy a box just to try that. Look the forward best. to the next episode, yeah. four ninety five. I'm going to have one on the show. Oh, oh! I'm going to try to. It sounds like ooh, we're all going to do it. Maybe, maybe. Okay, let's let's do it. Find find a beer that we can pair with it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Okay, okay. Mm. You know what? I got the Shrimp Waffle Cookie uh, Dragon's Milk. Mm, I was going to do my Dragon's Milk tonight, so I will unless they have it at my my beer that store. Be- I'll. Gladly buy that again. Spoilers for my next beer. Um, (laughs) And spoilers for the book I'm looking forward to. Um, 
Tim Drake has always been my favorite Robin, and he's getting his own ongoing series again. Uh, this is Tim Drake Robin, number one. It's being written by Megan Fitzmartin, art by Riley Rosmo. And right now, Megan Fitzmartin is actually writing the Dark Crisis Young Justice book, which is such a fun nostalgia bomb that I'm really enjoying it. Even though I didn't read Young Justice when it was coming out, I'm able to look back on that time frame and be like, yes, this is a book that... I probably would have enjoyed because I like all these characters in it and seeing the new like DC earth prime version of these characters going back to that late nineties, early two thousands era and trying to piece together what's actually happening to them. I'm really digging and I'm super amped. God damn it. I did it again. So amped. I'm so amped boys. Can't stop it. Uh, I'm just super excited that, you know, I'm getting a Tim Drake book again. He's, he's always been my Robin. Uh, and I, I can't wait for more. No, no Sounds good. Amped up. Is it a dramatic reading? Yeah, that would be. And amped. now, a dramatic reading from Radiant Black, number 11, page 20, panel 6. Jesus! That hurts my ears. What? Is a dramatic reading from Radiant Black, number 11, page 20, panel 6. Boom. I almost picked uh, another panel from Gambit because that was the last book that I had open thank, thank on you. my uh, Comixology account. And then I was like, no, we, we already did one from that book. And it, it's not funny enough doing panels from that because it just wasn't good. And not like Night Force, where it was just so bad it was funny. It just wasn't good, and I don't want to dwell on Gambit anymore. I can under- that's, a, that's a big step for you, Chris. I, I, I appreciate know. you admitting it, that you can finally move on from uh, not dwelling on Gambit. We, we call that growth. <laughs> it's growth. Uh, so we're not going to dwell on Gambit, but we are going to dwell on some other comic books that we have read. This past month, August... 2022. Uh, this is our monthly look back. So we always do this. We each bring a book to the table. We make everybody else read it. Uh, Paul. Yes, sir. I'm going to throw it over to you because I can't tell if John's frozen or if he's just standing very still. He's very okay. Still. He moved. <laughs> um, but but you no, know, it's a good it's a good start to start with me because I'm bringing you the world's finest, and we're uh, picking up issue six right here. This is, uh, you know, I picked up issue one a while ago, brought it for the uh, look back, uh, basically two months ago. And I'm right back bringing it uh, to the table again, to the show again. Still been re- being written by Mark Wade. Artist is still Travis Moore. I believe he was on issue one as well. And this is kind of, if you haven't been following along, along haven't been reading it, you're fine. Because guess what? I haven't been keeping up on it either. Uh, the basically opens with uh, Dick Grayson being lost in time. He's back at Corto Maltese in Corto Maltese in 1892. And if you're the boy wonder stuck in the past, what are you going to do? Join a circus. Join a circus. Exactly. And he is deep in the middle of a murder mystery. I was going to say, that's the other thing he does. He becomes personally involved with everybody there, gets to know like their entire life stories, their ins, their outs, and then just wants to help them. And, and I think this is like the most... animals, too. Yeah, he, like, Dick Grayson, he loves everybody. He's he, Well, he is very lovable, but I didn't realize he had such an affinity for like circus animals, the big cats and stuff like that, because he's like, I don't want to see these creatures getting abused, you know, and all that yet. So he's the only one being like, no, you can't just shoot this lion right now. Come on. Well, he, he's got that line too, where he's like, I grew up in a circus. Like the animals were always like the coolest part. And they're so gentle and tame unless provoked. Like I loved feeding them. I loved helping the animals. What else is a kid going to do after I've been spending my day on the trapeze? Just go play with the tigers. Yeah. Uh, 
and I, I do want to correct you, Paul, because the first few issues of this were actually done by Dan Mora. Oh, okay. Um, and I think this is a one-off with Travis Moore. Um, but the art's great. The art, it's fantastic. It's very much in line with something like um, Dan Mora's style, though, so it's not like too jarring of a departure from it. I love this book, and I love that Mark Waits, it seems like, allowed to just have fun with it because yeah. it's just something that's so weird. Where, first of all, they sent Supergirl and Robin back in time, and then <laughs> Robin got left behind. And then, like, their whole big like resolution for it is like, oh, we just looked back in time, found where you were, and now we're here. Well, he leaves and also he, he left a note that literally just says, "Hey guys, find me." Signed Robin on the <laughs> bottom of a rock, and they're like, "Let's go get the hidden." Because mm-hmm. they knew that he, they could carbon date the etching or whatever comic book BS. You don't need to think about it. It's fine. It's Superman. They Batman. they used Supergirl's tachyon X-ray vision to trace him back in time. It's fine. However, it's stupid. It's, it's comic book it's stuff. Fun. But it's you, done in, like, it's a hand-wavy way. It's like, yeah. oh, we got here because now you get to see them do now you get fun to circus see Superman stuff. be a strong man who his whole outfit's based off of is a circus-performing strongman. So it's great. It closes the loop. I had a lot of fun with this. I brought it to the table being like, it's just a fun one-shot. It has a fun murder mystery that goes on in it. And, like, Robin figures it all out on his own. And it's good. It's good. Well, uh, John, did he have as much fun as I did reading? Uh, I did. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it looked great. I thought the story was fun. I mean, I what else? I mean, we we talk about it in nauseum uh, that Mark Wade just knows how to write these characters, and this is a great Robin story, a, a Dick Grayson Robin story. Um, it's just fantastic. Hey, hey, guys, come find me, Robin. Robin. I, I love it. Also, like, he leaves that note. He doesn't know what year it is. <laughs> yeah, he does. Batman's got some scary tech that'll figure it out for me. Yeah, it's fine. Find him. Well, he said he waited by that rock, <coughs> like, for, like, a few hours, like, just waiting there because they're like, oh, if they know where I am. They'll, they, they, they sh- it's time travel. They'll pop up at the precise moment. Yeah, that I know I'm being. I was left behind, so it should be fine. And then he he like carves the note and it's like moves on on. I love he's got the, he's got the bindle stiff using his cape and a stick. What is he? And he's got just he's just got some fruit in there. Yep, fruit nuts. Still wearing his Robin costume, doing the circus stuff. Just works so well. That's great. It's a lot of fun, and I also appreciated the fact that Paul picked a book that I'm just buying anyways. So I was like, "Hey, it's already on my pull list. Don't need to invest anything else." Yeah, Yeah. it's always fun. Like, I'm absolutely loving this book, and this is definitely one of the comics that is going to be on my annual, like, yearly look back because one hundred and ten percent. It's it's a bright spot on my list. And I don't mean like I'm not enjoying any of the books that I'm buying because I've definitely learned from the past. I will only buy and read books that I'm enjoying. This is just such a breath of fresh air and like a fun break from all the other books that I'm reading. Much like Batgirls is too. Like Batgirls is still a lot of fun. Um, pick up Batman and uh, Superman World's Finest if you're not reading it. It's, yeah. it's, it's lovely. Yes. I don't think there's a better way to tell like a um, a story about a character that kind of was falls, you know, that was mentored by Batman and tries to, you know, and later on, you know, tries to fill Batman's shoes uh, in a way, you know, than just keeping it light and fun and, and like, you know. Just come, you know, in that. Uh, I don't know which one of us you're throwing it to. Are you throwing it to Chris? Yeah, we. I'm throwing so it. We did to talk about either. We did talk about this before. We all pick bat books. 
And for but the, you guys both picked back books where the 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 student of the bat basically fails, <laughs> and then is sad about it. <laughs> so, I which but I think John's book is a little bit more fun than yeah. mine. Yeah, I would agree, Chris. Like just just totally. Yeah. Why don't you do your book, Chris? Okay, because uh, my book is actually going to be Sword of Azrael, number one. Uh, this is written by Dan Waters, art by Nicola Sismesha. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Um, but this is the returning adventures of Jean Paul Valley, aka the Avenging Agent, or Avenging Angel Azrael. Uh, sorry, I said Avenging Agent because for a while after he, he debuted, he was Agent of the Bat. Um, but how can you get that wrong when they do say, his title 90 times in this first issue. Be- because I'm programmed. <laughs> Get it? Because the system. The system. I, I, guys, I keep saying system? amps. Yeah, the system. The system is his programming that oh. has made him think he's the angel Azrael. I keep saying amped and I keep saying get it. Um, you guys get my jokes. Mm-hmm. I just need the... Yeah, this is need the reassurance. Um, but he's decided he's trying to give up his avenging angel ways and he's gone to a monastery. But that voice is just always in the back of his head, egging him on, pushing him to just wreak God's vengeance. Uh, and it comes to a point where he's just trying to fight it back so much and he might have to tap into it because boys, there's another angel out there. And she's looking for him. So he's Venom. Has he always been Venom? Yeah, he's he always had like the system in the back of his mind. And I'm not just making that. Like It's literally called the system Yeah, uh, from his training with the Order of St. Dumas, which is and like an offshoot of the Knights Templar. And has his, his speech bubbles always become black, different and black and like... You know, this is this is something. This is a more recent addition, like, and I think it's there to show that kind of break between who Jean Paul is and Azrael. Yeah, um, but I I think this outside of the Batman White Knight version of Azrael, which was like that hardcore religious cell, I think this is like the best Azrael that we've gotten, and I know that's not saying much for a totally tubular 90s character that was born out of the grim and get like grim and gritty like hey we need our own things to fight against image comics i i really enjoy this version of azure like it's him stepping up being an actual like character now uh i i would agree i i also enjoyed this book i thought some of it was a little I don't know if I want to say anime-y with the... No, it is. Even, like, I was going to talk about this in the artwork. Jean-Paul Valley himself looks a lot like Vash the Stampede yes. from Trigun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 100%, like, the blonde hair, the glasses. It, it screams Trigun to me. And I'm okay with that. And I think a lot of that's more because that's kind of where my artistic likings are kind of skewing now with stuff like... Um, Seven Secrets, very heavily like manga and anime inspired, but I've always been kind of gravitating towards that just big, bright, expressive, energetic style. Like even back when we kind of got into comic books again, like the like the Scotty Young, Humberto Ramos, like that style of artwork. Um, so everything about this book is like right up my alley and. Uh, in the lead up to this issue, they did have a special one shot that collected three issues of the Batman Urban Legends uh, series, which is like an ongoing anthology. It's almost like DC Comics Presents, where you get like four issues, one story, and then the next arc is completely different creative team, completely different character. Um, and I've been sleeping on that series, but if this is the kind of stuff that they're bringing and delivering... I think I might need to start picking it up because it seems like it's the launching ground for everything coming out in the Bat universe now. Yeah, uh, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, it definitely had a little more 
and I, it had a little more lightheartedness to it mm-hmm. in some aspects than you expect from Azrael, John Paul Valley. And I kind of liked the dual, the dual personalities tapping into one to do the other. We did kind of get that in Moon Knight. Um, yeah. But I did like it. I liked Bane's daughter being one of the mercenaries to try to bring this girl back and where it was gonna go where it's gonna go, I'm I'm definitely in for the, the six issues. Paul, tell us why you didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. I was just <laughs> okay. confused by it because I never I've read Ezreal and things here and there. I just never realized that like in this I'm like Oh, so he's hiding from this voice in his head. Okay, that's a little weird. But then by, by the time it gets to him, like, really trying to shut it up, and uh, it's like, I am the, I am Ezreal, the avenging angel. And I, all I could think of, like, when he's beating up the guy on the pier or getting beat up by the guy on the pier, I'm like, oh, my, this this seems like it's Venom. Like, and it's the, the symbiote is trying to take over, and, and, he, and he's just fighting against it. Instead of I am Azrael, the avenging angel, I don't, all I could think is the lethal protector. You know, no, and, uh, that that's that's a fair criticism and critique, and you're you're not wrong for feeling that way because mm-hmm. it does seem like it is kind of leaning into that, like borrowing from that. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not borrowing from that because this isn't like a. But I guess it came out in a, a similar era in the similar. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, comics, and it's that that style, that era that I did not, uh, that I was not a part of. Like that wasn't my comic books growing up. Like uh, I dropped by then, and that's that was my comic books. Like mm-hmm. I might not have been buying comic books, but I would go to the library with my mom and see what trade paperbacks they had on the shelf and pick them up. And that was right around like the Batman, like Nightfall. Contagion, yeah. like No Man's Land stuff. That that's my bat time frame now. Um, what is new is that kind of sense of fun that this book has, and I think it's a good like dichotomy that they're showing off now. Like there's that juxtaposition there, and and I'm really enjoying it. Like I think it works, and a lot of it is not just that tone, but also the artwork. Like the artwork is brighter and more expressive than we've had from Asriel stuff in the past. Uh, and I know he doesn't have his fans out there. Like this isn't going to be something that switches to an ongoing because you demanded it. This mm-hmm. is going to be a six issue miniseries, and I'm happy that I'm getting it because it is delivering. It's not like we talked about before Gambit where it's a character I love, but it's just not being done right. Like, this is Ezreal done right. And I like it. Yeah. I enjoyed it too. Jono. Uh, so my book is Batman, The White Knight Presents the Red Hood. Uh, we got Red Hood teased at the end of the second volume, and he's a main character now in the third volume of Batman, The White Knight. Um, but this follows Batman's first Robin, Jason Todd, um, after he is beaten and let loose by Joker and what he then goes and becomes, um, which is kind of a ne'er-do-well. He does, uh, some, he does some, um, he goes into the army, he does a this, he does that. Um, but now he's kind of the Red Hood where he's robbing from, he's stealing from thieves um, and then he takes on a protege of a young girl who is trying to be a Robin, but she's your friendly neighborhood Robin, where she's riding around on a, on a on bike. A, she's riding around <laughs> on a bike. She's helping a lady get a cat out. She's helping somebody carry things across the road. She's helping people in her neighborhood, where she's actually being something the neighborhood needs is somebody to help all these people. And um, Jason Todd is going to take her on and and help her, but there's something else going on that the two of them have some type of falling out because you have a flash flash forward, a flashback, whatever you want to call it, of Jason Todd in the current world getting 
a Robin for his Red Hood who's helping Batman in The White Knight, Volume 3. So, did I explain it well enough? Uh, Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Because I I love this flash forward because that's right, in the very beginning he has that shuck of white hair. And I'm like, oh, Jason Blood. And no, Jason Todd. Uh, and then he goes to visit a, somebody that's looking to looking for a body or uh, a tr- body trainer or something a, like a, a, like another trainer for her karate studio. Yeah. A, yeah, another trainer, and it turns out to be this. Uh, what do they call her? Jan? Jan? Jen? Jen? Um, Gan? Gan? I don't know. I read it as Gan. G. Yeah, right, it's Gan. Yeah, Gan. Uh, which is Robin, or going to be Robin, or is Robin. But maybe Batman leaves that part of the city alone because it doesn't look like much crime's going on there. Also, if yeah, it's, it's not, the, not the worst part of Gotham. And yeah. it also, the um, the White Knight showed that he didn't focus on some of the neighborhoods. Because <coughs> they weren't. There wasn't that much crime. But well, the then... one side was all crime. Yeah. See? See? And then yeah, that... if he focused on that area, the proper values were low. But uh, there's, a, there's a, an ambulance turning into my apartment complex. Oh, no. It's not for me, guys. I'm fine. Uh, but Chris, you were saying you, you loved this book? Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. And I think it is because it is kind of go back to what we were just talking about with Azrael, there's a little bit more fun to this than we've had in the previous Batman White Knight books. And outside of the Harley Quinn, is this like the first, or I guess like the second, like Tales of, or White Knight Presents? Okay. Um, We got a White Knight Presents... Batman Beyond, though, right? That's, Didn't we read one of those? That it, we read the first Beyond issue. Beyond the White Knight. Beyond the White Knight is the third volume of, of the Batman White Knight series. Uh, okay. Or miniseries, though. Uh, and again, like, a lot of it stems from the artwork, too. It's very bright, very bold, very energetic. Even the beginning part where it's like the flashback to him as Robin when he's working alongside Batman and he's been captured by the Joker. It's still a brighter, expressive style, but there's like a little bit of like a different like coloring filter on it where it's a little bit more like hazy and like dated looking. I think everything about this book works. And even if it wasn't in this universe of the, the White Knight Batman, if it was just today's Jason Todd finds a kid who's operating as Robin and then kind of like takes her under his wing. I think I would still feel the same about it. Like, I think this is just a good book. Yeah. Uh, I have to say when I finished my last book, I was like, Hey, we all picked winners. I liked all of these books. I, I agree. Like all of our books, I really enjoyed this one. This happened a couple times before, but like it's not, it's not ever this pronounced. Like there might be books that's like yeah, it was fine, I liked it, but I actively liked all of our books and would like to or want to read yeah, more. I agree. I have issue two because two issues came out in the month of um, August for this. Um. So I have issue two. I, I didn't read it because I didn't want to. I hate when you read an issue and I've read two issues and then we talk about it and then I'm like, well, in issue two, that's kind of solved. Like it just, it never flows right. But I'm looking forward. That, that's what happened with, uh, by the time we got to this, I've had like two issues of sort of Azrael. Like, it's, yeah. Kind of have to like just focus sometimes though. Because we, we do want to present these just as it's written and like sometimes that like we'll wait and see thing doesn't work because we're kind of doing this as like a snap judgment almost yeah um but yeah i would can well i'd continue reading all of these books uh and if i was going to put them in order i would say world's finest number one mm-hmm. red hood i think number two and then Azrael number three but they're all they're all cl- i World's Finest is 
head and shoulders above yeah. the other two. Yeah. There's just something about there's something about that book that I love. And then um, and then the other two, like I'd continue reading this. I'd continue reading Asriel. I'd I'd read them all. I agree with the order. I would have to put the Buffalo Bills number one uh, because I'm drinking Young Lion uh, Brewery. Uh, hey, 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 Hells! This is uh, what? What's Young Lion? Young Lion. Young Lion. Uh, I have not heard uh, of Young this Lion. One, is not a great a brewery out of Canandaigua, New York. Okay. Uh, oh, Canandaigua. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Uh, Paul, referencing the Bill Shout. I was gonna say you're not saying it right. Hey, 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 hey. hey. and Let's... that is the. The proper call and response. Yeah. And then you say, let's go Buffalo. Um, and this is a good, this is a decent uh, Chris blogger. It's not as good because it doesn't have that you know, multi-finish like the Pills Mafia from Thin Man. Uh, so I would have to put this as my number two Pills Mafia as my number one. And Tailgate Time IPA from Ellicottville is my number three. And the comic book order is the same, John, except... I probably won't. I'm not that interested in reading more Azrael, especially since now I kind of realize he's just venom. But you would read a second issue of, you know what? Yeah, because she, the Jen, Jan, Jen, Gan, 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 Gan is fun. I'll learn her name eventually. Yeah, she, she's. I like. I like the. Did you tell? Because it's the. Exactly. He was a punk kid being brought in by Batman to being less of a punk. This is a goody two shoes kid that's going to be brought in by uh, Jason Todd to become more of a punk. <laughs> you know? Uh, did you tell uh, Matt that you read an Asriel comic book? Because he's like the only other Asriel fan that I know. You know, it didn't come up. I like Asriel. Hmm. I bought that stupid Batman book because Asriel, like. Was it Adriel take took over the city and was keeping Batman's body in a glass tube? Oh yeah, so, mm. um, that was so weird. Well, Paul, I'll read issue two and I'll give you it on uh, on Saturday so you can take it home and read it, and you don't have to purchase it. Oh, thank you, uh, Chris. What's your order? Uh, for me, World's Finest because it's one of my favorite books of this year. Look forward to. December, January, February, whenever we wind up talking about it again. Uh, and then for me, it's going to be sort of Azrael's my number two, just because my affinity for that character. And I'm happy to see him being done the justice that I think he deserves. Nobody else does or cares. Like, Paul, you're, you're not wrong for feeling how you do. I want you to know that. Like, a lot of times you... You are wrong for you feeling yeah, yeah. how you do. Like we we try to tell you that. Like it's been eleven years of us letting you well, it's know. Been long. We've been friends with uh, Paul for twenty years. <laughs> but the police <laughs> recording it for like eleven. Um, people just don't like Azrael. Like, and I'm sure you could look up announcements for this book, and there would probably be a lot of comments be like, "Oh, who asked for this?" Because nobody does ask for it, but there are people out there that do like it, and I'm just one of them. Um, and I think it's a well-done version of it. And I'm enjoying the whole White Knight universe. Thir- 13 years. We've, we've been doing this for 13 years. years. Uh, I enjoy that corner of like, the Black <coughs> Label side of like the Batman family stuff. Uh, and John, keep bringing these books to the table because I keep enjoying them. Good. Like I think pound for pound, like these like spinoffs, takes, whatever you want to call them, of Batman, have all really, really delivered. They've all been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I've been enjo- I mean, I wouldn't have bought this one if I hadn't been enjoying the other one. So, yeah, I definitely, um, I've been liking them too. Like, the, the White Knight stuff will probably be something that I'll pick f- at the end of the year with World's Finest. And, I mean, who knows? Who knows what else? Um that's really I, when I look back at things that have really done it for me. But yeah, I world's finest. I mean, I, I can't rave about it enough. Um, just the look, the look of the book, the, the colors, everything they've been doing has just been really great. And 
I expect that out of Mark Wade. He always finds the perfect writers for the tone of his books. Or perfect, so a perfect artist, I'm sorry. We haven't really talked about our books for the September look back yet. Has anybody picked up the Batman versus Robin book that came out like last week? Because that's kind of the next Mark Wade. Hey, I'm telling like a Batman book. No. Okay, because it's spinning out of World's Finest. Oh. So, yeah. Nice. I I was not interested. I assumed it was just Damien being Damien. It it is Damien being Damien, but it's also... And and Bruce Wayne being like, okay, Damien. Spinning out of World's Finest with, like, the Demon Lord Neza, or Neja, however you say it, uh, influencing Damien after his time on the uh, Lazarus Isle. Hmm. And Damien kind of making a power play against Batman. Uh, it'd be worth. It's definitely worth the the first read. So I'm down for that. I was going to bring uh, Sergeant Rock uh, by Bruce I, Campbell. I could bring Batman versus Robin to the table because it's a series I was already just going to be picking up. Has that already so. come out? Because I'm going to the comic book shop tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, the first one came out like literally like last week. Like it's it's brand All right, new. Let's see if I can find it. You should be able to. I mean, it's it's a Mark Wade Batman versus Robin book. Like, I think it's probably going to be something that they they ordered yeah. a lot of. I'm going to go on my app and see if I can have them hold it for me for tomorrow. You should. And Paul, yes, sir. What, sh- what should the listeners not put off until tomorrow? They oh. should do it right now. You should, uh, you know, first if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, subscribe to it in your. Uh, digital listening device of choice that way as soon as we post an episode it starts downloading i try to post these in the middle of the night so that way you don't even know you're downloading them uh so i appreciate that and also leave us a rating and a review wherever you're downloading this show uh that actually you know makes us feel better about what we're doing and uh we appreciate it have stars if you want me to be less me you know no we we you need you to, to always company. be you, Paul. You're the great counterpoint to us. 